after you repent of your sins, after you are baptized in the name of Jesus for the remission of your sins, and after you receive the gift of the Holy Ghost evidenced by speaking in tongues, your eyes become open and you become fully aware that this world is evil. You also become fully aware that this world is insane. And you also become fully aware, aware that this world is chaotic. Not only this, you begin to connect the dots and realize that the evil, the insanity, and the chaos in this world is a direct result of sin. All of them, all those things are a direct result of sin. One of the definitions of sin is estrangement from God. One of the definitions of sin is estrangement from God. Estranged means separated and out of fellowship, which clearly explains why this world is evil, insane, and chaotic, because this world is completely out of fellowship with God. This world is insane and separated because it is completely out of fellowship with God. This world is chaotic because it is separated and out of fellowship with God. So what this tells us then, Sister Cooper, is that wherever God is not, there is evil. Wherever God is not, there's insanity. Wherever God is not, there is chaos. Therefore, because there is evil in this world, because there is insanity in this world, because there is chaos in this world, then it follows that the presence of God is not in this world. John 18, 36, Jesus says, my kingdom is not of this world. In other words, this world is not my place of dominion. This world is not my sphere of influence. I am not the God of this world. Don't put it on me. Now, we know this is true because Jesus is good. Jesus is sane. And Jesus is orderly. And if Jesus were the God of this world, then this world would not be evil. If Jesus were the God of this world, this world would not be insane. If Jesus were the God of this world, this world would not be chaotic. Now, many will not understand what I'm about to say. But according to the Bible, God is not the controlling influence in this world. God is not the controlling influence in this world. However, it does not mean that God is not in control. For while God is in control of the world, he does not have dominion over the world. He is not the controlling influence in this world. Luke 18, 18, a ruler referred to Jesus as good master. Jesus replied, why callest thou me good? None is good save one, that is God. And in John 4, 24, Jesus says God is a spirit. So from these passages, we understand that God is a good spirit. Therefore, if God were the controlling influence in this world, there would be no evil in this world. Thus, evil is the controlling influence in this world, not the good spirit of God. 2 Timothy 1, 7. 2 Timothy 1, 7. The Bible says, for God has not given us the spirit of fear, 
but of power and of love and of a sound mind. So if the spirit of a sound mind comes from the spirit of God, then God is of a sound mind. And if God were the controlling influence in this world, then insanity would not be in it. That makes sense to you. Therefore, insanity is the controlling influence in this world, not God. 1 Corinthians 14.33, 1 Corinthians 14.33. Paul says, God is not the author of confusion, but of peace. God is not the author of confusion, but of peace. He says, God is the author of peace, not confusion. So if God were the controlling influence in this world, then confusion and chaos would not be in it. Therefore, chaos is the controlling influence in this world, not God. So the question is then, if Christ is not the God of this world, who is? 2 Corinthians 4.3, 2 Corinthians 4.3, Paul says, but if our gospel be hid, it is hid to them that are lost, in whom the God of this world hath blinded the minds of them which believe not. That's a lowercase g, so we know he's talking about the devil. Lest the light of the glorious gospel of Christ, who is the image of God, should shine unto them. The God of this world is Satan. He's the controlling influence, which clearly explains why this world is evil. It explains why this world is insane. It explains why this world is chaotic. Because he's the God of evil, he's the God of insanity, and he's the God of confusion and, and chaos. In John 12, 31, Jesus referred to Satan as the prince of this world. And he offered to give Jesus this world. He offered to give Jesus this world. Matthew 8, 4, 8. Matthew 4, 8. Again, the devil taketh him up into an exceeding high mountain and showeth him all the kingdoms of the world. And he saith unto him, to Jesus, all these things will I give thee if thou wilt fall down and worship me. The devil said he could give Jesus the world. Well, the only way the devil could give Jesus the world is if the world was his to give. Therefore, the truth of the matter is, is that the devil is the God of this world and he, and he will be the controlling influence until Christ returns and redeems the earth and all of the born again believers. So we ask then, how did the devil become God of this world? How did he become the controlling influence? Well, after God created the heavens and the earth, he created a human being and gave him authority and control over the entire earth. Genesis 1.26, Genesis 1.26, God said, let us make man in our image after our likeness. And let them have dominion over the fish of the sea and over the fowl of the air and over the cattle and over all the earth. He had dominion over all the earth. 
and over every creeping thing that creepeth upon the earth. So God gave the first human being dominion over the entire earth. Dominion means he had ruling power. Dominion means he had authority. Dominion means he had controlling influence over the entire earth. All living things were subject to the rule of the first human being. Well, we know the story, don't we? God told the first human being that his dominion over the earth would remain if he obeyed the commandment not to eat from the tree of the knowledge of good and evil. Well, we know what happened, don't we? He disobeyed. He ate from the tree. And while he gained the knowledge of good and evil, he lost dominion over the earth. His authority and controlling influence of the earth was now transferred to to the devil who then became the God of this world. So by default, the devil received the dominion and the controlling influence that God had given to the first human being. Hmm. The first human being relinquished his God-given authority, power, and controlling uh, influence over the earth for a piece of fruit. And from that moment heretofore, the world has become progressively evil. The world has become progressively insane. The world has become progressively chaotic. So the question is, Sister Glover, Glovers, Sisters Glovers, can goodness be found in this world? Can sanity be found in this insane world? Can peace be found in this chaotic world? Jesus says, yes. Luke 11, 9. Luke 11, 9. And I say unto you, ask and it shall be given you. Seek and ye shall find. Knock, and it shall be opened unto you. For every one that asketh, receiveth. And he that seeketh, findeth. And to him that knocketh, it shall be opened. If a son shall ask bread of any of you that is a father, will he give him a stone? Or if he ask a fish, will he for a fish give him a serpent? Or if he shall ask an egg, will he offer him a scorpion? If ye then, being evil... Know how to give good gifts unto your children. How much more shall your heavenly father give the Holy Spirit to them that ask him? Now it's interesting in this passage of scripture because the Douay Reims version, which is the direct translation of the Latin Vulgate, says the good spirit, which is more consistent with what is being said here. Because he says good things, doesn't he? He says, if you being evil know how to give good gifts unto your children... How much more shall your heavenly father give the good spirit to them that ask? So there's the parallel construction there. That, so I don't know why in the King James they translated it from Holy Spirit, I mean from good spirit to Holy Spirit. And in the, in the Douay Reims, good, good is a lowercase, spirit is capitalized, which means it's talking about the Holy Ghost. And for some reason, and we all know it and we experience it all the time, Folks like to refer to the Holy Ghost as the Holy Spirit. And I don't know why. All of them do it. All of them. They refer to him. But you know what? 
Holy Ghost is mentioned almost 84 times in the New Testament. Almost 84 times, yet they will refer to him as the Holy Spirit. Well, my Bible tells me that angels are spirits, doesn't it? And it also says that the angels are holy, doesn't it? So the angels are holy spirits. There's a heavenly host. There are thousands and thousands of holy spirits. But there's only one Holy Ghost. There's only one Holy Ghost. And that's the Holy Spirit of God. So Jesus says, if you ask for the good spirit, you shall receive him. If you seek the good spirit, you shall find him. If you knock, you shall be granted entrance into the dwelling place of the good spirit. But how does receiving the good spirit address the evil, insanity, and chaos we experience every day? Well, the good spirit is the Holy Ghost. He is holy and set apart. He is not of this world. He's estranged from this world. The Holy Ghost is the spirit of goodness. He's the spirit of a sound mind. He's the spirit of peace. The Holy Ghost is the spirit of goodness. The Holy Ghost is the spirit of a sound mind. The Holy Ghost is the spirit of peace. And he's also the God of hope. Therefore, if the Holy Ghost were the God of this world, there would be no evil in this world. If the Holy Ghost were the God of this world, there would be no insanity in this world. If the Holy Ghost were the God of this world, there would be no chaos in this world. And so Jesus says, if you want goodness while you're in this evil world, ask the Holy Ghost and you shall receive it. If you want a sound mind while you're in this insane world, ask the Holy Ghost and you shall receive it. If you want peace in your life in this chaotic world, ask the Holy Ghost and he will grant you entrance into his place of peace. For everyone that asketh, receive it. And he that seeketh, findeth. And to him that knocketh, it shall be opened. Do you realize the only reason you have the Holy Ghost is because you was looking for him? The only reason you have the Holy Ghost is because you were seeking him. You wanted what he had to give. And you know what? You found him. And he's in you. And he says, I will never leave you and I will never forsake you. So we must understand then that having the indwelling of the Holy Ghost is our only escape from this evil world. Having the indwelling of the Holy Ghost is our only means of escape from this insane world. Having the Holy Ghost dwelling in us is the only means of our escape from this chaotic world. Let me prove it to you. Evil is the moral and spiritual corruption of the human body and soul. And the evil in this world is expressed through human bodies and souls under the control of the devil. Mark 7.15, Mark 7.15, Jesus says, Mark 7.15, Mark 7.15, Jesus says, There is nothing from without a man that entering him into him can defile him. Is that what it says? But the things which come out of him, those are they that defile the man. If any man have ears to hear, let him hear. And the scriptures goes on to say, and when he was entered into the house from the people, his disciples asked him concerning the parable. 
And Jesus said unto them, Are ye so without understanding also? Do you not perceive that whatsoever thing from without enter into the man, it cannot defile him? Because it entereth not into his heart, but into the belly, and then goeth out the draught, purging all meats. And he said, that which cometh out of a man, that defileth him, from from within, out of the heart of men, proceed evil thoughts. Adulteries, fornication, murders, thefts, covetousness, wickedness, deceit, lasciviousness, an evil eye, blasphemy, pride, foolishness. All these evil things come from within and defile the man. That's what we all inherited from that first ignorant human being. These defilements of body and soul are the works of the devil. 1 John 3, 8. 1 John 3, 8. He says, little children, let no man deceive you. He that doeth righteousness is righteous, even as he is righteous. He that committeth sin is of the devil. For the devil sinneth from the beginning. For this purpose the Son of God was manifest, that he might destroy the works of the devil. So Jesus says the human body is not corrupted by food and drink that goes in because after a period of time the body eliminates it. On the contrary, the corruption is the evil within the body and soul controlled by the works of the devil. Pride, foolishness, deceit, rebellion, wicked thoughts, that which cometh out of the man, that defileth the man. And so the only one who can purge the soul from the works of the devil is the Holy Ghost. The only one who can purge the dead works from the soul is, uh, is uh, the works of the devil is the Holy Ghost. Yes. Hebrews 9.13. Hebrews 9.13. For if the blood of bulls and goats and the ashes of an heifer sprinkling the unclean sanctify it to the purifying of the flesh... How much more shall the blood of Christ, who through the eternal spirit offered himself without spot to purge your conscience from dead works to serve the living God? Notice it says the blood of Christ, right? And it also says the eternal spirit. So the blood of Christ came from the eternal spirit. And the eternal spirit is the Holy Ghost. How do we know? Because Acts 20, 28 says the Holy Ghost purchased the church of God with his own blood. So if the Holy Ghost purchased the church of God with his own blood and we are purged by the blood of Christ, then Christ is the Holy Ghost. So when you say Christ Jesus, you're talking about the spirit of God and, and, and God in the flesh. The Holy Ghost hung on the cross. The Holy Ghost suffered, bled, and died. That was his blood that ran out of that body of flesh so that he could purchase the church of God and purge our conscience from dead works so that we could serve the living God. That's why you got to have the Holy Ghost to be saved. If you don't have the Holy Ghost to be saved, the blood of God has not been applied to your soul. 
On the cross of Calvary, the blood of Christ was sacrificed by means of the Holy Ghost. He is the eternal spirit. And he will purge our human souls, pervert human souls from dead works. Dead works, what are dead works? Dead works are the works of evil. Dead works are the works of insanity. Dead works are the works of chaos. Now earlier we learned that one of the definitions of sin is estrangement from God. Well, the dead works of the devil keep souls estranged from God. And if souls are not purged from dead works, then they will be eternally estranged from God. I'm going to say that again. Dead works of the devil keep souls estranged and separated from God. And And if souls are not purged from their dead works by the blood of Christ, then then they will be eternally estranged from God. 1 Corinthians 6, 9. 1 Corinthians 6, 9. Are you getting something out of this? Know ye not that the unrighteous shall not inherit the kingdom of God? Be not deceived. Neither fornicators, nor idolaters, nor adulterers, nor effeminate, nor abusers of themselves with mankind, nor thieves, nor covetous, nor drunkards, nor revelers, nor extortioners shall inherit the kingdom of God. And all this stuff comes out. It comes out. It's not what goes in. It's what's coming out. And such were some of you. Hmm. But, but ye are washed. Ye are sanctified. Ye are justified in the name of the Lord Jesus and by the Spirit of God. You notice when you say I'm safe, sanctified, and filled with the Holy Ghost? You know who the sanctifier is? You can't be sanctified without the Holy Ghost. I'm saved and sanctified because I got the Holy Ghost. I got the sanctifier. So in telling us about the dead works of the devil, he also reveals how souls are purged from them. He says souls are washed in the name of Jesus. Doesn't it say in the name of the Lord? It says, but ye are justified in the name of the Lord. Well, he says, and you are, you are washed, sanctified, justified in the name of the Lord. So he doesn't say you're washed in the name of the Lord, you're sanctified in the name of the Lord, justified in the name of the Lord. He just says all three and puts it all in the name of the Lord. So he says, souls are washed in the name of the Lord. Souls are sanctified in the name of Jesus. Souls are justified in the name of Jesus. They are set free from the controlling influence of evil, insanity, and chaos. How? In the name of Jesus. Jesus is the good spirit of God. And the corruptive influence of evil has been removed and replaced by the righteousness and the goodness and the peace of the Holy Ghost. All right, Pastor, what about insanity? How does the Holy Ghost free a soul from a lack of reason and good sense? He used to say that. What's wrong with him? That boy just ain't got no good sense. He just ain't got good sense. How does he free the mind of the soul from the irrational thoughts that cause insane behavior? Well, earlier we heard Paul say, for God has not given us the spirit of fear, but of power and of love and of a sound mind. So spirit in this context is the tendency to behave in a particular way. Spirit is the tendency to behave in a particular way. And so he says, through the power of the Holy Ghost, a soul receives a sound mind. 
through the power and potential of the Holy Ghost, the mind now has power to think rationally. The mind has the power to discipline its thoughts, which frees it from insanity. He becomes the controlling influence in your soul. Now, this does not mean that irrational thoughts become non-existent. They don't go anywhere. They don't go away. What this does mean is that through the influence of the Holy Ghost, the soul is now able to recognize irrational thoughts and not act according to them. Did you get that? This means that through the influence of the Holy Ghost, the soul is able to recognize irrational thoughts and not act according to them. You say to yourself, I'm not going to do that. That's dumb. That that makes no sense at all. I'm not going to do that. Well, that's the controlling influence of the Holy Ghost leading you with a sound mind. Hmm. And Jesus says, that which cometh out of the man, that defileth him. So it's not what goes in that defiles the soul. It's what comes out. And by the controlling influence of the Holy Ghost, a soul is able to overcome insanity with a sound mind. And finally, the Holy Ghost provides a soul with a means of escape from the chaos of this world. The Holy Ghost provides a soul with a means of escape from the chaos of this world. What is chaos? Chaos is a state of disorder and confusion. Chaos is a state of disorder and confusion. Well, earlier we heard Paul say, God is not the author of confusion, but of peace. So if God is not the author of confusion, but of peace, then the Holy Ghost is the God of peace. And confusion and chaos are the direct opposites of order and peace. And the confusion and disorder a soul experiences does not come from without. It is its source of dead works that the devil it's the source and the confusion and disorder a soul experiences does not come from without. Its source is dead works of the devil that come from it within. So now we must understand that the Holy Ghost purges the soul from corruption, not the flesh. The Holy Ghost purges the soul from corruption, not the flesh. Excuse me, purges the soul from corruption, not the flesh. In fact, after a soul is washed, after a soul is sanctified, after a soul is justified, the soul become uh, the flesh becomes your enemy. After you washed, after you sanctified, after you justified, the flesh becomes your enemy. Galatians five seventeen. Galatians five seventeen. Paul says. For the flesh lusteth against the spirit, and the spirit against the flesh. And these are contrary the one to the other, so that ye cannot do the things that ye would. Contrary one to another. So he says the flesh wars against the controlling influence of the good spirit of God dwelling in your soul. Attempting to subvert the soul's desire for peace. Because that's what your soul wants. Your soul wants peace. 1 Thessalonians 5.19 1 Thessalonians 5.19, he reveals how to experience the peace of God. He says, quench not the spirit. In other words, don't resist the spirit of righteousness and the sound mind dwelling in you. It says, despise not prophesying. In other words, don't rebel when the spirit of the Lord guides you and to help you and to avoid your, don't rebel. When the spirit of the Lord guides and helps you to avoid the consequences of irrational decisions. 
Don't rebel when the spirit of the Lord guides and helps you to avoid the consequences of a rational decision. He'll, he'll tell you. He says, but don't do that. He'll move on you and say, don't do that. And it says, he says, prove all things. In other words, apply truth to your life and watch it work. Apply truth to your life and watch it work. And then he says, hold fast to that which is good. Because if you're holding on to good, evil can't touch you. Stay away from that which has the outward appearance of evil. Stay away from that which has the outward appearance of evil. And if you do these things, then not only will you be free from evil, you'll be free from the bondage of insanity. Because insanity is bondage. In, In verse 23, Paul says, and the very God of peace sanctify you holy. The very God of peace, that's the Holy Ghost, will sanctify you holy. Sanctification in this context is the internal renewing of the soul. Sanctification is the renewing and refreshing of the soul. So the Holy Ghost will internally renew your soul with peace. He will estrange your soul from evil. He'll separate you from evil. He'll separate you from insanity. He'll separate you from the chaos that's in your flesh and in the world. How? With your mind. It's, the Holy Ghost is in your, with your mind. What does it say? Keep your mind stayed on him. We have the mind of Christ. He's given us a sound mind. So the, the experiences of God are not sensual. They're not, they're not touchy-feely. It's here in your mind. It's what you know and understand. And once you know and understand, you can apply it to your life. Here's Psalms, uh, uh, Holy Ghost is in this place. Let us feel, the Holy Spirit, excuse me, is in this place. Let us feel your warm embrace. Holy Ghost don't give you no warm embrace. He'll embrace your mind with some truth. He'll embrace your mind with with some sense. He'll embrace your mind with some peace. He'll embrace your mind with some joy. He'll embrace your mind with some love. He'll embrace your mind with understanding. But he does not embrace your body. He don't want your body. Even the devil doesn't want your body. That which cometh out of the man, that defileth the man. Therefore, we must understand that the Holy Ghost does not work from the outside in. The Holy Ghost does not work from the outside in. He works from the inside out. Titus 3.5. Titus 3.5. Not by works of righteousness, which we have done, but according to his mercy, he saved us by the washing of regeneration and renewing of the Holy Ghost. So it's not because of anything that we have done, because in our evil, insane, chaotic condition, we can do nothing to free ourselves from the bondage of sin. But by his mercy, by his compassion on his enemies, in their wretched condition, he saved us. How? By the washing of regeneration and renewing of the Holy Ghost. The Holy Ghost now through him, we are able to escape this evil world. We're able to escape the insanity in this world. We're able to escape the chaos that's in this world and that is in our flesh. The Holy Ghost now gives us a choice that we did not have. We can choose to accept his controlling influence our lives or we can choose good. We can choose good or evil. We can choose insanity or a sound mind. We can choose chaos or we can choose peace. By his influence, we are no longer held in bondage by the dead works of the devil. And he has given us that choice. 
Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Romans 6.12. Romans 6.12. Let not sin therefore reign in your mortal body that ye should obey it in the lust thereof. You don't have to obey your body. Neither yield your members as instruments of unrighteousness to sin, but yield yourselves unto God as those that are alive from the dead and your members as instruments of righteousness unto God. For sin shall not have dominion over you. You are free from sin by the blood of Christ. You are free from insanity by the blood of Christ. You are free from chaos by the blood of Christ. So he says, in other words, surrender. Stop resisting the influence of the Holy Ghost. But maybe you like evil. Maybe you like insanity. Maybe you like a chaotic life. Remember when a young man said that to me. He says, if, if, I used to think that if my life wasn't in chaos, then something was wrong. If, if, I, if, my, if, if things weren't just chaotic, I, I thought, I said, no, you can have peace in your life. But your peace is in here. It's in here. You can have the goodness of a sound mind. You can have the peace of God. Maybe it doesn't interest you. But if such is the case, maybe you haven't been washed. Maybe you haven't been regenerated. Maybe sin still, sin still has dominion over you. But if you really, really have the shown of Holy Ghost, if you have the real, real Holy Ghost, the real Spirit of God dwelling in you, then you have the power within you to resist evil. You have the power in you to resist insanity. You have the power in you to resist chaos. And when the Holy Ghost dwells in the soul, sin has lost its dominion. Isn't that what he said? That's what the scripture says. Sin shall, sin, for sin shall not have dominion over you. Shall not have dominion over you. Sin does not have to be the controlling influence in your life. So when a Holy Ghost, when the soul receives the Holy Ghost, it receives goodness. When the, when the soul receives the, receives the Holy Ghost, it receives sanity. When a soul receives the Holy Ghost, it receives peace. And the evil, the insanity and chaos that were once in the soul are gone forever. It's gone from your soul. Might still hang around in your nasty flesh, but it's gone from your soul. Therefore, the only means by which one can overcome the evil, insanity, and chaos within them is to have the indwelling of the Holy Ghost. There is nothing from without that entering in him can defile him. But the things which cometh out of him, those are they that defile the man. Let's give the Lord some praise. Father, we thank you for your word.